Welcome to Walking in His Word, everybody. Coming at you from Cornerstone Church in Highland, Michigan. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's a Monday, but I don't want you to be upset about this. Don't be upset about it, Monday. No, 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 no. We're here to bring you good tidings <laughs> and some cheer. <laughs> good tidings and great joy. <laughs> no, it's not Christmas time. It's Valentine's season, but it doesn't matter. That's what the angels it, said it, to that's the a, shepherds. Exactly. It's a verse when in the, the Bible. Savior was born. It was, it, they came to him in a dark season. That's right. It was, dark it was time. nighttime it when was they showed nighttime. up. It was nighttime. They brought him, you know, Good news. Oh, man. Glad tidings. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what we're trying to do on a Monday. That's what we're bringing to you guys on a Monday. Come on. Spirit of heaven right here. Let's go, people. Come on. Pastor Jim's got a great message. He's preaching a message called Jesus and the End Time Church. Yes, Jesus and the End Time Church. And I loved this message, Pastor Tim, it was, or pa- Pastor Luke. It was an awesome message from Pastor Tim. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this message uh, was actually it kind of built on the message from last week. And if you listened last week, or uh, Pastor Tim had this this quick little analogy, and he said, you know, I think a lot of people think about Jesus' return like they're walking towards this edge, and they're getting closer and closer to it, and eventually they'll just kind of step off the edge when the Lord returns. Okay. But he said, but as the church, we should be living like we're walking right on the edge. Yeah. Like at any moment. Yeah. It, it's about to happen. And then, and for some reason, that that really stuck with me. And if you didn't get to listen uh, to last week's, you can always listen to it. Go watch it on our YouTube channel. I encourage you to do that. Uh, But then this week, I just had kind of that picture in my mind as he was preaching this message. I was like, man, I want to live all of these things out as he's talking about this. But I want to live... Like like I'm walking on the edge of the Lord's return. Like it's yeah. it's at any moment. Yeah. And if you kind of begin to do that and put into practice what Pastor Tim is going to talk about today, it'll really begin to shape the way that you think and the way that you live your life. Um, yeah, he did say since Jesus' ascension into heaven, we've been on the edge yeah. of his return for 2,000 years. And I, I, we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. And, and you might be thinking to yourself, you know, it's been so long. Why hasn't Jesus returned? You know, well, let's, let me just reassure you with this. There's no time in heaven. Right. You know, Jesus even says a day is like a 1,000 years and a 1,000 years is like a day. Right. So maybe it's been only a couple days in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so you kind of you imagine like it, it, there's not a... There's not a time frame like we live in mm-hmm. in heaven, like we're like we're stressed about the time. There's no time stress in heaven. That's a gift from the Lord to us when we yeah. get there. Is time on. is taken away, and so we must understand that this is a heavenly timeline, which is not an earthly timeline. That's right. But He is coming back. He's coming back. Let's go to the message. All right, I want to minister out of the book of Revelation again. I hope you've had a great 21 days. Uh, we had a wonderful prayer meeting yesterday. I think uh, counting the children, about 180 people, I believe, uh, were here uh, at Cornerstone Church. We had a great pre-service prayer meeting this morning. And uh, our 
our prayer meeting uh, on Sundays uh, goes throughout the year. And so if you're looking for uh, a time to get together with God's people to pray, that's a weekly prayer meeting. It begins at 8:10 every Sunday morning. But we had a great time, and uh, we did a Jericho march uh, this morning. And uh, my wife took a group around this way seven times. I took a group around this way seven times. And then we ended worshiping the Lord and gave a shout of victory and expecting the walls to come down, for breakthroughs to happen, for victories to occur, for God to answer prayer. And uh, I think it's my, uh, I think I was telling my wife, I think that's our best Sunday morning before church prayer meeting we've ever had. It's just a, a really a wonderful anointing. Same with yesterday, man, God really poured out his spirit. And so that encourages my heart that at the end of the 21 days, God visited us in a very special, unique way. His presence came down and quickened our hearts. That tells me that God is pleased, that God loves us, that God has heard us, that God is quickening our hearts, that God is saying the answer is on its way. Uh, victory is coming your way. I have heard you, and he crowns it with his wonderful presence. Can somebody say amen to that? Well, we need that, don't we? Revelation chapter 1, starting at verse 9. I'm going to read to the end of chapter 1, talking about Jesus and the end-time church. Last week I talked about God's word for us in 2024 out of Revelation chapter 1. And this time I'm talking about how Jesus has a message, a word for his church, his end-time church. I believe we're that end-time church. I, John both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first, the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun, shining in its strength. And when I saw him... I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. That basically is the 
three-point outline for the book of Revelation. Write the things which you have seen, which is the vision of Revelation chapter 1, he saw Jesus, and the things which are, which is chapters 2 and 3, the seven letters to the seven churches, which are basically his churches even that are alive today. They're characteristic of churches right now. And the things which shall be, that's Revelation chapter 4 to Revelation chapter 22, all that is yet to come to pass, all right? So we're living in Revelation 2 and 3 as we're part of God's church with this message that he sends. And it says in verse 20, the mystery of the seven stars which you saw on my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels, that's the word angelos in the Greek meaning messengers, of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. And I'm so glad that the Lord stands in the midst of the golden lampstands which represent the seven churches, which represent God's church, even alive, that's on planet earth right now. So Jesus is in the midst of his church. Jesus is in the midst of us. Thank God for that, right? Everybody wants to know, where is God? He's among his people. He walks among us, praise the Lord. So it talks about these seven churches there in verse 11. Send it to the seven churches in Asia. And these were literal churches existing in these cities at the time that John wrote the book of Revelation, about A.D. 95. But these seven churches also represent or characterize the churches that are alive and remain right now. In other words, Cornerstone Church is like one of these churches, or perhaps a mixture of one of these churches. He talks about Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamos and Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, these seven churches. And uh, so I went through Revelations chapter 2 and 3 because it gets more specific, God's word to them. To Ephesus... He told them, you've left your first love. You know what God told them to do if they left their first love? Repent. And then Smyrna, they were the persecuted church. God's message to them, there was no rebuke whatsoever. God's message to them was, be faithful. The church of Pergamos, they were the compromising church. You know what God's message was to them? Repent. The church of Thyatira, they were the corrupt church. You know what God's message was to them? repent. You know, the church of Sardis was the dead church. Don't want to be that. You know what God's message was to this dead church? Repent. The church of Philadelphia, well, they were the faithful church. You know what God's message was to them? Hold fast. Boy, I want to be that Philadelphia church. And then the Laodicean church, they were the lukewarm church. You know what God's message was to them? Repent. And so the five of the seven, God says, you need to repent. But to the persecuted church, he just says, be faithful. Be faithful. And to the Philadelphia church, he says, hold fast. In other words, keep on keeping on. Hold fast. Don't let go of the word of the Lord. Don't let go of your love for me. Just continue to hold fast. Don't let anybody move you off your steadfastness. Hold fast your profession of faith. Hold fast the truth of God's Word. Hold fast your love for Jesus. Just keep holding fast. The Lord is not afraid to command people to repent or to command his church 
to repent. Jesus has a message for his end-time church. We're an end-time church. Like I said, I, I want to be, and I believe we are to be, and I believe that we are that Philadelphia church. And our message from the Lord today is to hold fast. Recently, uh, my wife has really gotten into rock climbing, and uh, so I've been getting into rock climbing a little bit with her, and uh, she's she's better at it than me. Her technique is much better at it, or much better than mine. Um, I just kind of rely on my brute upper body strength, <clears throat> which is not the best technique for rock climbing. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> um, but there was uh, this really cool route that uh, I was doing, and it was a really, really tall uh, rock climb. And I'd never done one this tall before. It was super tall. And I was uh, climbing with, with and a guy who is uh, a much better rock climber. He was belaying me. And I got up almost to the top, and I couldn't, I just couldn't hold on. Like, my fingers literally gave out, and I couldn't hold on to that last, like, 10 feet. And I just kind of fell off, and I was like, hey, just put me down. <clears throat> and he's like, nah. He's like, you're so close. He's like, shake it off, shake your fingers out, yeah. get back on there, and don't let go. <clears throat> yeah. And so I did. I just I sat there for a few seconds. I kind of shook out. I got back on the wall, and I, I was just like, "Don't let go! Like, don't don't lose your grip." And I was and I was able to get to the top. Nice. And yeah. I finished it. And I you was feel good. Right? I felt so good yeah. about doing that. But I needed somebody to tell me, "Hey, I'm not letting you down. Don't let go." Like if you you if all you got to do is hold on for a few more holds and you can get there. And I feel like man, that's kind of the mentality we need to have as Christians as the church. Hey, don't let go of the word of God. Yeah. Don't let go of the values of the kingdom. Don't let go of the truth of the, of Jesus. Yeah. He's the savior. Don't let go. You you got this. Keep holding on. That's true. I used to do a lot of rock climbing myself. I I don't do it really anymore. Um, I have the gear and I have the stuff, but there would be some t some of those climbs where. I'd be holding on for dear life, and I would start, like, cramping. Yeah. Ever have that happen? Yeah. Like, you get, like, a weird, like, neck cramp or shoulder cramp, and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, fall because this this cramp's going to gonna take me out. But you would have to, like, mentally just, like, s take a moment, like, stretch it just a little bit while you're holding on with the other hand, and then keep going. And yeah. You never regretted those moments where you finished. Right even though it felt like you wanted to quit at some point. And yeah. maybe you even said, hey, I'm done. Yeah. But then you're like, no, 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 I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying. Keep, go keep going, everybody. Keep going. Keep going. We'll be right back here tomorrow morning. Walking, Walking in, in his, his word. word. Thank you for listening to our show today. You can find more information at our website, cornerstonehighland.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We'd love to see you at church one day. Please do not be a stranger. Oh, 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 oh,